before I take you back to this episode, I want to let you know that you can book me for training and workshops around negotiation and conflict resolution. And that could be in a half a day, a full day. It can be online or face to face. So just email admin at lifemediation.com.au and let us know that you're interested. And then we work out what it is that you need and how we can move forward. Episode 33 of Conversations to Cut the Conflict is out and I've recorded this episode because people have requested for me to talk about this topic. So I am going to talk about responsibility. Why do people not like to take responsibility? What is that about? Why do we behave like that as human beings? And why is it so powerful if you do take responsibility in your life? What can that provide you with? Have a listen. It's an awesome episode. um, So don't miss it. I am Lizana Eriks. I'm a conflict resolution specialist and I've been a mediator and facilitator for over 12 years. I've been a finalist for the Australian Mediator of the Year Award for the last two years and I train, coach and mentor people to become highly effective in conflict resolution and negotiation so they can create the relationships they want in their homes and their boardrooms. Over the years, I've become deeply passionate about conflict resolution and negotiation because I see how much suffering it is causing people and it just does not have to be this way. When people truly get how conflict impacts their life and put the work in to get effective at conflict resolution, they get to experience deep connections with other people, freedom, self-expression and love. Have a look at the highlights on my Instagram page, Lisanna Eriks underscore life mediation, to find out more about what I do and why I do it. This podcast is dedicated to bringing you the conversations, insight and tools you need for you to switch on your inner conflict resolution and negotiation muscles and get you to a completely different level where you can resolve conflict powerfully and create the relationships you want in your life. Think about it. What would life be like if you would not be afraid of dealing with conflict and you would deal with it easily and quickly? It would change the game dramatically, wouldn't it? So let's get into talking about how to do this. Welcome to Conversations to Cut the Conflict. Hello, welcome to another episode of Conversations to Cut the Conflict. I'm so excited you're here because we are talking about, it's a bit of a dirty word, I guess. (laughs) It's the word is responsibility. I know um, it sounds weird when I say it's a dirty word, but um, I'll explain and then it might make sense. So what I've been hearing a lot lately is people saying, why is that person not taking responsibility in the workplace? Why can't I just be responsible in other relationships? Why can't the other person not be responsible with ex-partners? So this episode, you know, I want you to listen to um, in any situation in your life. You can use this conversation that I'm having today in the workplace. You can use it with your ex-partner. You can use it with your current relationships. Um, So have a listen uh, and, and see what lands for you. So when you're listening to this podcast today, I'm inviting you to really go, okay, so where's that applying to me in my life? It's really easy when I share stories to go, oh, you know, good for her. Well done, right? But it's really to go, okay, so what kind of uh, situation have, have I had in my life? What is applied to and how can I, um, you know, make some changes to, you know, make life better? So what I'm going to talk about is why people don't want to take responsibility. That's the first bit. And then I'm going to talk about why taking responsibility is so amazing and empowering. And it will shift the context for you about how you think about the word responsibility. 
So let me get back to what I started this conversation with that I said responsibility is a little bit of a dirty word and I explained to you what I mean by that. So when I facilitate training and you know the word responsibility comes up, everyone cringes a little bit in their chair. They're like, oh, responsibility. So I say to people, what kind of relationship or what kind of meaning uh, do you have around you know, the word responsibilities? And the main thing that comes up for people are things like it's my fault, um, responsibility means more pressure, I have to do more work, it's a burden. So most people have a very negative relationship with the word responsibility or an association, so to speak. So they don't like taking responsibility. And it starts with us as children, right? Like something happens and people go, whose fault is it? Who's responsible? Who needs to be blamed? Who needs to be punished, etc., etc. So from a young age, we all get wired to you know, want to avoid responsibility. It's not me. It's not me. I actually heard my say myself to my children the other day, who's responsible for this? And I went, oh my God, right, reframe. Um, but it's really, you know, not me. I didn't do it. It was another person. So it starts really young. So it is not surprising that, you know, at an older age, we still do that. So this is what you get in boardrooms. Um, when people ask to take responsibility, they revert to, I don't want this to be my fault. I don't want to be blamed. I don't want to be punished. I don't want to have more work. I don't want this to be a burden. So that gives you a little bit of an understanding why people behave the way they do. So that's kind of the first bit that I wanted to talk to you about. Then the second part of it is, is to change the context for people around taking responsibility. And you can do that with your employees or when you are coaching people yourself or when you work with clients in separation or, you know, or just coach yourself. Like I have to talk to myself and go, oh my God, take some responsibility because I don't always want to either because it is easier said than done, right? Sometimes things happen to you and circumstances happen to you that you really can't help. And it is it seems easier to blame. It is someone else's fault. If um, you know this XYZ doesn't happen or if this person wouldn't behave this way, I would not feel this way. I would not have to deal with this. They have to change. They need to take responsibility. I hear that all the time, particularly when I do mediations. This is what people talk to me all the time. It's not their fault. They can't help it. They've tried everything. It's the other person's fault and they need to change. Otherwise, nothing can change. And that is one way to look at things, but it's not very helpful. I'll give you a little bit of an example, and this is you know where I want you to think about okay, what what kind of um, what kind of situations have I had where this applies to? So let's just pretend I have a um, argument or a conflict with Johnny. Sorry for all the Johnnies that are listening; it's not personal. Um, but let's just say Johnny and I don't get on. I work with Johnny and every day I have to go to the workplace. I have to bump into Johnny. I have to talk to him and, oh my God, I feel so miserable. But you know what? I have tried everything. I did everything I could to resolve this conflict. Johnny is not willing. Johnny's Johnny's fault. He doesn't know how to behave properly. He doesn't, you know, finish things properly. He doesn't help me, blah, 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 right? So Johnny is at fault. I am harmless and I'm not to blame. So... Sounds good, right? I go and talk to other people about that and say, oh my God, have you heard how Johnny is doing? Because I, you know, nothing I can do about it. And we get like justified and more entrenched in uh, um, in opinion about how much it is the other person's fault. And it seems nice because it means that we're a good person. Or I don't know what it means for, for you personally, but it, you know, it makes us kind of feel good for a moment, probably, because otherwise we wouldn't do it. But here's a trick, right? So who is suffering at the moment in this conflict between me and Johnny? 
I don't know what's going on for Johnny, right? That's his problem. But I am suffering every single day. I have to go into that workplace. I have to deal with Johnny. And, you know, I am suffering from this conflict. I get up with it and I go to bed with it and I don't know what to do about it, but it's all Johnny's fault. So when I make it Johnny's fault, when I blame someone else, I am giving him all the power. All the power over how I feel, how my days goes, what's happening, because it's Johnny that has to do something to change the situation. So here I am, I am stuck. I'm stuck in this conflict. There is nothing I can do to change. There is nothing I can do to make the situation better or different because Johnny has to. But guess what? We don't have power over other people. I can say to someone, I want you to jump. But if they don't jump, they ain't gonna jump. It is up to them. You know, people have this notion that we can make them do something. We really can't, right? So I cannot make Johnny have insight. I cannot make Johnny want to have a conversation. I cannot make Johnny want to change things. You know, and maybe Johnny is good. Maybe it doesn't bother him. Maybe he's completely fine. And I am over here suffering like crazy and blaming Johnny and being stuck because I have no power because I handed all my power to Johnny. Here you go. Here's my power. Go and do with it whatever you want because that is what you're doing when you are blaming other people and when you're saying there's nothing you can do or there's nothing you can be responsible for. Right? Before I take you back to the episode, I want to let you know that I've created an amazing program for mediators. It's called the Mediation Practice Program, and I will teach you everything I know. And it means that you don't have to make the mistakes that I made over the last 14 years. It's a program that I wish that someone would have had for me when I started my practice. So you will learn how to better mediate, how to set up a mediation practice, and so much more. If you're interested, go to mediationpracticeprogram.com for more information. So... If you want to start with being uh, responsible for 50% of a conversation or of fault or whatever you want to call it, that's completely great. That's a really good start. But if you really, really want to challenge yourself, you could um, adopt uh, the philosophy of being 100% responsible for anything that occurs in your life, anything, even like horrible stuff that you cannot do anything about. And I know this might sound really strange because, you know, like I said, I don't always find it easy. Sometimes I really don't want to be responsible and I want to blame someone or something so I don't have to do anything about it. But I know that when I take 100% responsibility for anything that shows up in my life, I have the power to do something. I have the power to make changes. I can go, all right, you know, this is my responsibility. So how am I going to deal with this? Does that make sense? right? So all of a sudden, if I'm being responsible about what's happening, I can go and have a conversation with Johnny. I can tell him how I feel, right? And I guess what people confuse taking responsibility with is being a doormat. And that is not what I'm saying. For anyone that knows me or who has worked with me, I am anything but a doormat, right? I have very clear boundaries. People know that I don't tolerate particular behavior. So I'm not a doormat, but I am being responsible. So let me just, you know, I'm making this up on the spot, but let me just give you an example of what kind of conversation I could have with Johnny that is being responsible, but not being a doormat, right? So I could go to say to Johnny and say, Hey, Johnny, we need to have a conversation because um, things have not been going well between us. And um, yeah, it's been really impacting me and I don't know how it's been impacting you, but I, I think we really should talk about this. 
So Johnny and I sit down or whatever, whatever we do and we're having a coffee and um, I can say to Johnny to say, listen, I'm, I'm so sorry. I really need to apologize to you because, um, you know, you've been overstepping my boundaries for quite a while now, I would say maybe the last year. And there's lots of little things that have happened that um, you have done or and, and um, um, they really impacted me. But I didn't speak up about it. I didn't let you know. So what I've been doing is walking around resentful and resenting you and probably my behavior towards you has changed because I'm interacting with you differently. And you know, I'm really sorry about that. I should have spoken up. I should have let you know how I felt and then this would have not got to the level where it is now and, and I failed to do so. Obviously, Johnny is responding in this conversation, but I don't have a Johnny here. So imagine how that conversation go. And you can give it context as well and say, I really want to have a really good relationship. I want to go to work really happy and relaxed and not stressed. And so that's really my commitment that both of us feel like that in the workplace. So I want to come up with some ideas of how we can do that. And then, you know, Johnny will have a conversation back. So normally this lands pretty well with people when you give it context about what you want to achieve but also that you are responsible about that you haven't done something that you know if you would have done it it would have made a difference and then you can make a request and say to johnny so from now on this is what i'm requesting these are the things that don't work for me and i want to make them work so my request to you is blah 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 you know this is what i request from you and then johnny can respond to that and johnny and i can negotiate about what's going to happen and we can make some agreements and you all know if you have listened to my podcast episodes that i'm really big on making agreements because then johnny and i both know where we stand and we can even talk about what if one of us doesn't do the agreement how will we hold each other to account so you know in this one conversation you take responsibility you set boundaries you make requests you make agreements and then you have an accountability structure and that is really helpful so it's really important to take responsibility to figure out where you can be responsible there is always always something to be responsible for and again take it out of the world of blame or fault you're not a bad person you haven't done anything wrong it's not about right or wrong things are they just are they're not bad they're not wrong they are just what they are and you have played a part in it one way or another and it's important that you take responsibility for it if you want to make change so i really hope that this conversation has given you a little bit of a different context for responsibility if you shift your thinking around responsibility to um that you that's empowering that it gives you opportunity you know that that is such a different conversation than relating it to it being a burden or something that you want to avoid and talk to people about this and send people this podcast who you work with and I'm more than happy to do a longer podcast and more elaborate on it more if people want to so let me know on my Instagram account at least on Eric's conflict expert or send me an email um, I have recorded this podcast because people have been requesting this um, but I, I really invite you to every time work responsibility comes up to have these conversations with your teams, to have this conversation with your ex-partner or with your current partner and say, you know, we both need to be responsible. Um, and that's really exciting. It's not a burden. It's not because anything is wrong. It's just because we want to make things workable. You know, and when you talk about workability, that's a word that also really works. Because when you start talking about fair and unfair, that's perception. I have a long podcast about perception, listen to that. But fair to who? Fair to what? So the fair conversation i normally move my clients away from and i say it's not about fair because that's a perception and both of you have what it may look like let's talk about what is workable 
So, you know, have a look through your life, think about situations that are unworkable for you at the moment and see where you can be what you can be responsible for. Can you be responsible for being resentful and not speaking up? Can you be responsible for not having conversations that you need to have? Can you be responsible for um, yeah, just avoiding things? I don't know what you can be responsible. There's so many things to be responsible for. And when you start doing that, it's actually really freeing. And then go and have those conversations and clean up your mess with people and you get so much more freedom in those relationships. And people, you know, really appreciate it. That's the other thing. Every time that I have gone and got had these conversations with people, they're like, wow, you know, I have a whole newfound respect for you that you actually do this. And the interesting part is that I never go and have these conversations because I want other people to take responsibility. You're going to have a conversation to make a difference to the situation. But what often happens is when you have that kind of approach and you are willing to look at yourself, you are willing to take responsibility. Other people are way less resistant and they are often willing to go, you know what? There's also some things that I've done that haven't worked. Great, let's have a conversation about that. And the great thing about this is when you do this and you have this in your team um, and it's normal to have this kind of conversation or when you have this in your relationship with your husband or your wife or when you have this with your uh, conversation with your ex-partner often, then it becomes a normal conversation. So when something occurs, you literally can resolve stuff in two to three minutes and you're just done with it and you move on. And it's not like this, you know, avoiding responsibility for the next two years until an argument blows up that no one can resolve. I did a um, consultancy job with two other consultants and we trained about 2,000 people. There was a lot of things going on. So after every session, after every day, we talked about what we could be responsible for, what worked well, what didn't work well, and it was awesome. And the working relationship was fun and it was easy and nothing festered and everything was just... You know, we created something new every morning and, you know, we made sure that everyone took responsibility for anything that happened during the day in any sessions. And then we were all fresh and ready to go the next day. So these are the kind of relationship that you can create. So send this episode to your loved ones, to people you want um, to hear this. So then you can, you know, both operate within this realm and have these kind of conversations in your relationship. And I promise it will make a really big difference. Reach out to me if you have any questions. Like I said before, I'm on Instagram and on, on Facebook. Um, if you're a mediator, I have a new course coming up soon as well. So have a look at my link in my bio. Um, there's so many things going on. I love to hear from you. I love to hear from you if you uh, have any other topics that you want me to discuss because this podcast is for you. I'm doing this to make a difference to you. Um, so if you have any questions or things you want me to talk about, please reach out or if it made a difference to you, please let me know. Leave a review or send me an email or a message on, on, on social media to let me know how it has made a difference. I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye.